waiting in line. Yeah. And I don't All know. right, welcome to another another episode of Persian Nerds Podcast. <laughs> another another. Um, <laughs> well, we've been at it for what thirty minutes almost now. Uh, well, and, uh, probably probably I, fifteen twenty maybe. I joined like ten minutes ago, and that's when I noticed it wasn't recording. But I <laughs> thought you guys just weren't recording it, and then I asked, and I'm like. I'd be good just, just to double check. <laughs> no, it, it's it's been re- it's it was okay. supposed to be recording the whole time, so we missed no, but we an can entire restart. conversation. I, I don't, no, we did. So we we're talking about so the Taylor Swift. Uh, you got the emails for Taylor Swift tickets went that are going on sale Friday. Uh, they sent emails out to people today, and I signed up, and Mikey signed up. You didn't get your email, Mikey. I did not get my email. I got an email uh, saying I am patiently that. Waiting. I am not in line for tickets, but I'm in line for the line for tickets. And um, at Lucas, she's playing Lucas it, World. It's like it's like Disney World, second. where you got the line to be in the line. Yeah, you are. You're paying. It's like the line ride. So I now I have to monitor my stupid uh, Ticketmaster all day on Friday to see if I can get tickets to the show because I want to see her so bad. Like can't wait till you uh, get <laughs> it on call. Just don't, you hey. just don't know how bad <laughs> I want to see T-Swift. Um, my arm full of T-Swift wrist, uh, uh, whatever. Uh, uh, wristbands. Whatever. Wristbands, make, make homemade, make, make those homemade with all my shit so I can trade them off to people. Or I could just sell them for an exorbitant amount of extra money and pay bills off or go on vacation to Europe because that's what it's looking like they're going on sale for. So if I spend $400 of my savings on Taylor Swift tickets, right now, honestly, I can flip those for, what, 10 times, right? Yeah, you were saying like $6,200 or something. Uh, depending on the area, anywhere from depending on yeah, depending on the area, six to what two twenty what twenty nine, yeah nineteen to two thousand to like sixty two hundred yeah, nineteen hundred to sixty and that's for two tickets, so that's three thousand dollars a piece for the sixty two hundred dollar tickets or a thousand dollars essentially a thousand dollars a piece for a two hundred dollar ticket, that's insane, but I will be happy to take your money. And apply that to my bills. So, I, I will. I'll bring it up again. We can talk about it again. Does Taylor Swift even care that her pay, her fans are being uh, uh, ripped off? Ripped off. What do you think, Mikey? You're you're kind of a Taylor. You're you will listen to Taylor Swift. What do you, I mean? Do you think it's fair that people are selling tickets for three thousand dollars to a concert to see somebody? As and you're a fan of hers, so I'm asking your opinion. No, it's not fair. That's happening. But um, should should she care? As as a singer, I, I think she does care. But there's not really anything she can do about it, unless she starts giving away tickets for free. Well, but maybe then, she should. Maybe she should do that. Again, maybe she should. Maybe she should cancel those tickets out and put them on sale. But that's not the way capitalism works. But as who? Some didn't somebody do that? They canceled tickets. Because yeah, somebody, I forget who it was, but they canceled out, like, a ton of tickets, and then basically, I think, gave them out to free, like, real people. That's what they, they needed ca- to do. Just canceled them out, because they were 
they got sold and they were instantly on the secondary market and he saw it or she saw it and they turned around and shut them off and sold them to somebody else or gave them out. I don't think she cares. I think she's all about the money. She's part of the Illuminati. She's a witch. I, I don't think she's all about the money. I think she cares, but I don't, I think she do. I, I don't think she cares enough, I guess. I don't think I she say. cares at all. And there's 10 year old girls that want to go to these shows that their parents like are spending $5,000. People are taking out loans at like 20 to 30% interest just to get, yeah, just to get tickets. And a lot of them, they're taking their kids or their, you know, their daughters. And cause their daughter wants to go so bad. So they'll do anything. Me, I learned the hard way. Uh, you know, when I learned the hard way because Chris always wanted to go to the speedway when he was a kid. And do you think my dad took me? Only if you bought your ticket. No, he didn't take me. You know, his excuse for years, I wanted to go to time trials. Chris, I am not fighting that crowd. We are not going. So but by the time I was old enough and was able to go with my cousins, I that's when I went. So either my dad's an, an a-hole or I learned a hard lesson in you want something bad enough, you got to work for it. I'll take the latter, honestly. But I mean, I, I guess the tickets are expensive just because it's in high demand. But they uh, with the verified fan that Ticketmaster is doing, whether it's I've never used it before, but whether it's what it's supposed to be used for or not, it they say it's supposed to stop from bots from getting. Yo, this is the third. So this is the third time I've used the verified sale thing, right? Yeah. I did it for Pearl Jam, and I got in line for. Uh, I got in line to get in line for that show. Um, the same thing for uh, the All Star Weekend, the NBA All Star Weekend. Same problem, and then for this one. But the aggravating part is is that all three shows have already showed up on the secondary ticket market on the you know. Already on the secondary ticket uh, apps. And Those they're not seats, even for sale yet. They're not even for sale yet. Those tickets should be canceled out. That's what I'm saying. I, why is that even legit? I don't even know how you can do that. Those are bots. They've got to be. The All-Star game was the same way. Um, and the, people even went to Lucas Oil to the ticket office to buy tickets. And like four people got tickets to the All-Star weekend because the uh, Ticketmaster was having issues. And their computer were having issues. So people standing outside of the ticket office of the arena that they were going to have the ven- the venue they're going to have the, the All-Star Weekend at couldn't even get tickets. So there's some shady shit going on there. And I don't care who she is. I'll take the Matt Rife uh, way all day long. Don't buy tickets to my show if they're on the secondary market and my seats are $40 and they want 150 for them. I'd rather see those seats empty than to see my fans get ripped off. And I think she should do the same thing. I'm sorry. That's the way I feel. I think she knows they're going for that much. And I don't think she cares. I put up before, before we realized we, you know, what was happening with the recording. I put up the theory that she might have a, be getting money out of it somehow. Yeah. Maybe she's in cahoots with the, uh, with the secondary market people. I think Ticketmaster's in cahoots with them anyway. So you've been saying that for a while because yeah, Tickets on ticket. There's like, wasn't it like tickets on Ticketmaster for sale, like before they were even for sale or something? No, they can't. That's that's. They have a secondary. They have a verified ticket seller resale site. How did they get? They got in trouble for something, didn't they? Yeah. Well, you know, they get. They get. No, they got in trouble for charging 
the same price for tickets to the cure as uh, for uh, handling fees as they did for tickets for the show. That's what it was. Ticket, oh, handling yeah, yeah. fees they for were... the show were the same price as the ticket of the concert. So people yeah, they were, were paying $60 for a $30 seat. Yeah. They were doubling the price of the ticket just to get money. Which they still do. Didn't I say a ticket to, like, I've a tickets for Disturbed, right? I think are. Yeah. I think they're forty nine dollars or uh, or twenty yeah forty nine dollars a ticket I think I'm gonna pull that up now I'll let you know I'm gonna do this well there's not much that there's not much you can do I think or they can do they're doing it themselves is what they're doing yeah I I think anytime they're showing up on the secondary market on the okay so lawn seats are forty bucks my bad so they're they're thirty nine fifty plus fees, so that's seventy nine dollars, right? I'm seeing how much disturbed tickets are because I paid sixty four dollars for two tickets. Um, come on, I don't want that. I don't want insurance. I don't want that. Um, ticket prices are one hundred fifteen dollars and seventy cents, right? So one hundred fifteen seventy divided by two, fifty seven eighty five for forty dollars seats. So they're seventeen eighty five. No, yeah, seventeen eighty five in fees. Well, seventeen thirty five in fees for thirty nine. So what's half of thirty nine fifty? Nineteen seventy five. So almost half, almost half in fees. Yeah. Half of the half of the ticket cost for through Ticketmaster's fees, so I I don't know I I just think I think Ticketmaster's a big scam I think she's in on it I think any artist that gets that happens like that I think they're in on it that's what I feel but um I'm just doing it to make money not gonna lie I don't even care making money you're taking advantage of the situation like everybody else that's exactly right and there's other there's other people I mean not just the bots. But I'm just saying, there's probably people that want to buy tickets to that show for the sole purpose of flipping them. Yep. I wish there was a way to like, like get on like the the fan boards or something. Like everyone, don't purchase a ticket, just let the price drop. Like yeah. hold. nobody, nobody buy a ticket hold. and then you buy it. And <laughs> no, no, yeah, hold. Yeah. No, you know what? Hold and hold see if all the bots just, buy them. This is what they like should do. When, just hold. like when, just like when, uh. Dogecoin to the moon. Yes. Hold, hold yes. your Dogecoin to the moon. Well, like, I mean, if everyone tic- were to do that, and then all the bots have it, and they're stuck with the tickets, then yeah. Yeah. No. Well, that's this, what. Uh, this is what you do. You you hold. Don't buy any tickets whatsoever. Let all the bots buy those tickets. Yeah. And watch cancel those money. seats out. Put them on resale. Uh-huh. Or face value, and then the bots don't have a chance. Yep. Like a double sale. That's because... what a uh, um, I think it was for graphics cards because bots are buying up graphics cards to sell them on the secondary market. Like a graphics card is only like a a, a couple of five, depending on the you know the, the the which one you get, it could be like five hundred to a thousand dollars. But bots are buying graphics cards as soon as they go on sale and selling them for as much as like a PC, like three thousand dollars. Really? Um. So like nobody, everybody decided not to buy graphics cards i think it was graphics cards it might have been something different um but everyone's like don't buy anything on the secondary market 
And then these people selling stuff on the secondary market came out and said, nobody's buying our stuff. We're having to like give it away for less than we bought it for because everyone banded together and didn't buy it like they like they're supposed to. Well, yeah, I'm spending, like, if I, the smart guys can understand that. Like the people that are buying graphics cards, they can understand that. But you, I, yeah. you can't be able to convince thousands of teenage girls and their parents. But like, okay, no, you're gonna you're gonna have that teenage girl who, you know, her graduation money, you know, two thousand dollar graduation money. Okay, well, I'm buying my ticket. But here's the thing. So if I and buy guys, we can't say it's only girls. We have to say it's guys too. But I could buy. So if I spend four thousand dollars, right, for two tickets for Taylor Swift, right? Mm-hmm. That's two thousand dollars a ticket. I can see fifty concerts if I sit in lawn seats at like Deer Creek or or wherever. My average cost of a ticket. Uh, my average. That's like fifty concerts. Forty to fifty concerts to one Taylor Swift concert. Because you, you you fluctuate your cost. Because I paid sixty dollars for two tickets to see, like um, I think it was sixty dollars. Like I said, sixty dollars for Offspring, Offspring, Sun Forty One, and Simple Plan. I paid thirty dollars a ticket, and then I paid thirty four dollars a ticket for Breaking Benjamin and Disturbed. So, that's like fifty concerts I can see, instead of spending my money on one Taylor Swift show. That's a heck of a trade off. I would rather go to fifty shows. I just I don't I don't get it I don't I don't I I don't know I've never lied and um you know we talked about back in the old oh I told Mikey I told Chris that I think that they should sell paper tickets to all the concerts is he even listening he's got us on mute yes I'm listening Chris okay so I said I told Chris that I, I I told Chris that they should sell paper tickets to the Taylor Swift concert since they're going on sale now. And make people hold on to their tickets for that long. Just to be a pain in the ass. I would do that. If I was an artist. I wish I wish it could go out to. Like. Uh, I wish it could go out to like the local people first. Like available for sale. Kind of like they do for like state championship well, okay, so, games. Like the, they have a certain amount, um, just for the local people. Yeah, I agree with that. I would, I would do. They tried that with the All Star game, and that was where the disaster happened, though. Um, I like the old days. So back when y'all were like two years old, um, the Eagles, the band, not the football team, reunited. After 15 years. E-A-G-L-E-S. Eagles, Eagles. So they reunited. So O-H. They, they asked. No, so when they broke up, they're like, we'll, be, we'll get back together when hell freezes over. Because they hated each other so much, right? So they got back together in 19. They toured in 1994. It's called the Hell Freezes Over Tour, right? Pretty, pretty cool, right? So I had to go to my record store at four five o'clock in the morning to go stand in line to buy tickets and i had an option i could have bought the 80 dollar tickets or the 50 dollar tickets well 1994 i bought the 50 dollar tickets because i was in the back of the citrus bowl but that's not the point the point is is i had a fair chance to get tickets on yeah. since everything's gone online you don't have a fair chance i really don't believe you have a fair chance when the no, rolling stones that control all these bots 
It's all it's programmed, but literally the millisecond the bot can buy it, it's gone. It's gone. Right. So and it was the same way when the stones went on sale. Um, same year. Um, it was I think the Eagles concert was in July or August, and then the Stones concert was the Sunday after Thanksgiving. So um but again I got in line and I had great seats. My seats were fifty dollars. I was on this the was in the lower bowl of Florida Field, because they played Florida Field in, in Gainesville. Um, and I was close to the stage for 50 bucks. And like they had these ramps jetting out both, uh, all, uh, both sides of the of stadium. So like Mick Jagger would come out all the way out to the end of this, this stage area. And he might have been 50 feet away from us. And I paid $50 for those seats. And, you know, it was fair. I was, you know what I mean? It was fair for everybody. It was a free-for-all. Go to your record store, stand in line. If you get tickets, you get tickets. If you don't get tickets, you don't get tickets. I but, just downloaded that TickPix app, and I legitimately got an ad for the Taylor Swift. <laughs> I buy everything off of there. I buy my, Colt t- my Colts tickets off of there. They're the most reasonable because there's no hidden fees. Whatever the price is you see for oh, tickets are the price you pay. Can we, can we switch topics to the Colts? Yes. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, because we got to talk about it. So, the Colts and uh, our probably our best player are not getting along anymore, and he is uh, not going to training camp right now. He is rehabbing. No, he's been there. He's just not going to play. He's just visiting. <laughs> I I heard like I heard he's like I just I was just at Buffalo Wild Wings on the on the TVs. They said that he was out with an ankle injury. Well, but. you know, that's funny because he said that he didn't have an ankle injury. <gasps> now he's saying he does have an ankle injury. So does he have one or not? I bet he does. But he's over. I, I don't want to say he's overplaying it, but I think it's kind of like, well, you know, I might as well get it worked on now. Because, you know, what else am I going to do? But there's, you know, there's like nothing we can say about it because he's injured. So, and their other running back broke his arm, right? So they are down to, um, you know. I think they should do like that movie with Mark Wahlberg where they just do an open tryout for players. Oh, what was that? Uh, Invincible. Yeah, I hated. That's that a great, movie. great movie. I love that movie. That's a great movie. It's a true story. How can you hate that? We went. I went to that movie when it first came out, like in theaters. Legitimately, that's that is the very first movie I ever fell asleep in theaters to. Get out. Were you just tired that day? That's a great movie. You should watch it. No, it's on the it Disney was legitimately app. a boring at movie to me. It is not a boring ass movie. You're wrong. No, but I, you can I will go you down can, you'll fall asleep through that, movie. but you think Dune is great? Yo, this latest Dune was a great movie. And I can't wait for the new one. Yeah, for Insomniacs. <laughs> yeah, Dune Dune was Dune was almost perfection. Oh no, please stop right there. Don't even go. No. Don't no, don't no, no, no. I liked it, but I, I guess I don't understand like a lot of it. I didn't I don't I felt like I, I don't to get read it either. That was the problem. But I mean, it was good. Like it was good cinema, I guess. Like it was the guy. I for, I forget the author, but the guy that the author of this movie 
think of him as the George or the the, the Tolkien of yeah. like this. Yeah, His, I didn't like those he, movies either. So it <laughs> blasphemy. Give, give me another. Give I me saw, another. I saw uh, just a little quick little headline. Like there's some guy who spent like three thousand hours, three hundred thousand hours, something like a certain amount of hours just watching Lord of the Rings all year on Netflix or something. Like he spent an absurd amount of time watching just Lord of the Rings. I'm doing a rewatch of The Hobbit right now. I mean, you want to watch a good trilogy, watch the Clerks trilogy. That's really good. You want to watch a good, if I want to watch a good trilogy, I'll either watch. No, I'd I'd watch either the original, the the original Star Wars movies. If I want to watch a good trilogy. Trilogy. Uh, Clerk, trilogy. The Clerk's trilogy is really good. <laughs> the Clerk's trilogy. Now there's Clerk's a trilogy. <laughs> All three of them. It took what? What? What's the span between those movies? Like between twenty Clerks, years? Well, <laughs> no, it, it's longer than that. It's like twenty-eight <laughs> oh, years. I think Clerks came out in ninety-four, and then what Clerks a, Three came out last year. So you know, there's a Bill and Ted trilogy minutes. too. A what? A Bill and Ted. Yeah, that third <laughs> Those first two were good. The third one I didn't like. I so haven't it, seen the third one yet because I I read stuff that wasn't the best. It's a Riddick trilogy. Riddick's. Good. Oh yeah, Riddick. They're they're making a new Riddick too. Can't oh really? Yeah. Be, um, they actually. He, the Chronicles uh, of Riddick. <laughs> what's his face? Actually, <laughs> he signed some deal where he actually has full creative control over Riddick. He's gonna go to Earth and drive race cars, and <laughs> he's gonna have family. <laughs> you don't mess I with thought, my family. I thought it was funny. <laughs> I wish, like in Riddick, he was just like, "I am Riddick." <laughs> like for some reason, <laughs> I think that would be great. That'd be a great addition. <laughs> uh, NFL. We do have NFL on tomorrow. Well, uh, Hard Knocks is on tonight. Yeah, but and and there's games tomorrow, so we're starting to get some NFL. Um, anybody watch the the Hall of Fame game? I'd watch part. I watched the first half. I watched maybe a here now. <laughs> I was like, I'm done with this. I can't. I can't. None of the big it's games so hard. play. It's so hard to watch any preseason game. Right. I don't but... even if it's the Colts. I can't do it. I mean, I'll I, watch, like, I watch like the, the first half one. just to. I'll watch the one where the I'll watch the series that the starters play. Speaking yeah. of Hall of Fame game. Um, we can talk about who got in the Hall of Fame. How does Darrell? Oh, no. How does how does Darrell Revis get in the Hall of Fame? Because oh, Darrell Revis, tell me, had, tell me why he had a <laughs> four or five year stint where there uh-huh. was no corner better than him ever. I heard he's the only guy to shut down Megatron. One reception he, for thirteen yards the whole game. Uh-huh. And he's only has twenty nine interceptions and ranks two hundred. It's not about um, interceptions. It should be. It should be about statistics, <laughs> Chris. Corners. No. Corners no. aren't just interceptions. They don't also me, deflections, don't pressures. If they, if the quarterback is so afraid to throw it his way that they do not then throw why the ball is at Lester Megatron. Hayes, why is Lester <laughs> Hayes not in the Hall of Fame? Who's Lester Hayes? <laughs> oh, my. Holy shit. One of the best defensive backs ever played a game. Look him he's up. He's not as it's good as Tom. Two he's Super Bowl as, victories. He's uh. not as good as Revis Island because Revis <laughs> Island is, getting, is in the Hall of Fame. Statistically... He is like double the defensive back that. Oh uh, no! <laughs> there's a whole list of players better than him that aren't in the Hall of Fame. I mean, God, Everson Walls isn't there. Eric Allen's not in there. 
and I, they're um, who there's like a bunch of players who should probably be in the Hall of Fame that are defensive backs that aren't in Bob the Hall. Sanders. Yeah, I mean, he was a safety, but he should be there. In fact, Gary Fensick, who was a safety for the Bears, he was on the Super Bowl team and the 46 defense. He's not even in the Hall of Fame. He's got more interceptions than Revis does. And don't give, I don't buy the fact that, oh, well, they're tough, so they don't throw their way. Because that is your number one guy that Revis is covering. So why aren't you throwing to your number one guy? Because you are throwing to your number one guy. So don't give me this crap that nobody throws to. They don't throw to their number one guy because they're covered. No, that's not true. I, I won't take, I do not. If that was the case, you wouldn't have people having interceptions saying, I'm saying Everson Walls, I'm saying Eric Allen. Who else? Oh, there was somebody else. Um, shoot, Ray Buchanan played for the Colts, right? His stats are outrageous compared to Revis. Big, Revis had a cool nickname. I'm convinced that's why he's in the Hall of Fame. Kind of like why Joe Namath is in the Hall of Fame, because he did shit in his career as a quarterback. He's just popular. He he had charisma. He wore fur coats and did pantyhose commercials. Was well, banging just like Aikman. Right? Aikman's only in there because of uh, Emmett Smith. Uh, I don't know. Emmett, Emmett Aikman was, he was pretty phenomenal to watch. He was a really good quarterback. Yeah, he had a he had a good team around him. Yeah, he did have a good. But but there's so many defensive backs out there that had played on shitty teams. But statistically, they should be in the Hall of Fame. Then they're not in the Hall of Fame. So, I just think of all the defensive good. of all the defensive backs <laughs> that I would put in the Hall of Fame, Revis would not have been my first choice. He's way down. Let, the let me ask you this. Let me ask you this then. Does Revis deserve to be in the Hall of Fame? No, based off statistic, no. I don't. I don't think just because you have a great year, Bo Jackson is not in the Hall of Fame, and he was one of the most explosive players to ever play the game of the NFL. Ever. Yeah, but Revis was in the league longer than Bo. So you said that he had, there were a couple of years where he was really good. Four so was five Bo years. Jackson. So was Bo Jackson. The most, there will never be another player like Bo Jackson. That's how good he was. He played two different sports. Think about that. He excelled two different sports professionally. He was well, he that had, good. He had Hall of Fame talent in two different sports. Too. Exactly. So why isn't he in the Hall of Fame, Chris, if he's had four or five good years? See, though, see what I'm saying? So you, I, need, I need to know what the basis of a Hall of Fame player is. Because to me, statistics tell me everything. You, by you having 29 interceptions and you're 200 and something in rankings of all-time defensive backs, I'm not picking you. I'm going to look at those guys up higher on the list. Eric, Everson Walls, Eric Allen. Lester Hayes. I mean, Mike Haynes is in the Hall of Fame. Why is it Lester Haynes? They played on the same team. They well, shut the corners down. That's how they won. not be that good because Revis is in there. Mm-hmm. Check him out. I did. I did. I saw Revis in his prime. Yeah, that, that's all you've seen. That's a, somebody put a list out of all-time greatest wide receivers, right? And they put Megatron first. They had uh, Jerry Rice third. How is that even possible? Jerry I kind of agree with that. Megatron. You, you can't go. You can't go. Well, all I'm saying is I think some of these Hall of Fame voters go by who they've seen play, not who not who they who they haven't seen play. I never saw Dick Butkus play, but I can tell you he was a menace on the field. I never saw Gail Sayers play, but I can tell you he was a phenom on the field. 
but I never saw him play. Look back. Look, look you got to look at the history. There's just because these guys were good ten years ago. Who was good thirty years ago? And then you can't say the talent wasn't. Well, the talent wasn't there. You know. Well, well, the reason there were so many interceptions back then was their shitty quarterbacks. Well, between you know, in Mark in, in Lester Hayes's day, you had um, Joe Theismann, Ron Jaworski. Those guys went to the Super Bowl. Dan Marino, Joe uh, Joe Montana. Dan, Dan Marino. Fouts. Dan, Dan Marino Fouts. Marino deserved a Super Bowl. Huh? Marino deserved a Super Bowl. Yeah, he never won a Super Bowl. Can you believe that? Everybody thought he would go more than once. I thought he would go more than once. God, that Dolphin team was good every year. So you can't use the comparison that, well, the quarterbacks weren't as good back then. In fact, they couldn't smother players now or then the way they do now. It's a completely different ballgame. Defensive backs never got smothered back then like they do now. Yeah, because they got their knees taken out five yards out. No, that wasn't them. That was running backs were blowing knees out. And that was more AstroTurf than... Now, Gail Sayers got his knees cut out. That's how he blew his knee out. But um, a lot of those were... Uh, the, the blown knee issues were, were, were artificial turf issues. That wasn't... They got decapitated. They got leveled, those guys. You go, don't go across the field. You go across the center of the field, you're getting leveled. You know what I like to watch? I like those to watch some like, great... the highlight. I like to, every time it comes up on uh, like Facebook or Twitter, it's like the highlight reel. But every single it's from like you know twenty years ago or something. But every play in the highlight reel is, would be a uh, a flagrant foul now or something. Oh or, yeah, dude, they went they went head hunting back in. They leveled for they leveled. They used their head. They led with their helmet. You know, if they left them wide open, if you were wide open going across the middle of the field, you caught that ball. There was a chance that you were going to get leveled and not play the rest of the game. I mean, that was just a chance you took. <laughs> but, you know, now we're all sissies and we can't we can't do that kind of violence these days because violence is bad. I'm, I'm looking at, like, uh, Revis on the Pro Football Hall of Fame website. Mm-hmm. And I wish it, like, it tells you all these stats and stuff. And, like, is basically a highlight or, like, his key points during his career. But I wish I... It would have said like why we selected him. That, that's that's what I want to know. What because and I, and I, that's why I well, ask. Was it because like, he, he had like, a cool what, nickname? It's a popular. Yeah, but like what pushed them to the like? Okay, he's a maybe. He's a maybe. Maybe he's a maybe. Okay, out of these three, what makes one of them a because Hall of now, Famer over the others? Because now, nowadays the Hall of Fame is a is a, is a, a popularity, popularity contest. contest. Think about it, and you brought it up, Bob Sanders, right? He played the same time as Revis did. If right? they looked at Bob Sanders for how good he was during his time, and uh, he should now be in the you, Hall of Fame. Okay, now you're understanding my argument. Do they are they comparing him to everyone that they've chosen, or are they comparing him to the their their position, or are they comparing him to each other? That like that's what I want to know because that's what I said. Because if I look at his who they played if, with if, and what time, like that's there's if, so much to like <coughs> I guess to calculate. But I mean, he played in an era of Manning and Roethlisberger and Brady. Brady. I mean, so he Rivers. played against good players. I mean, yeah, I mean? he played he against probably he, the top five quarterbacks of all time. His division was with what was he, he with the, the Patriots he division? The, no. Yeah, Who, the Jets. Yeah, yeah, yeah the, the Jets. Jets. So that was in the Patriots. Like, he was playing. He was, was playing Brady four times a year. 
Well, yeah, but it was that. I don't know how far back does the those go. I don't know how far back the real life. Uh, well, he's been playing since 2007. Well, yeah, so I said, when that's was the real IMAX? It's oh, at least during AFC. that time. It's been because that's when oh. I started watching state or football. Because was that was, was were they in four divisions then or still three? That's they were what I'm four. I'm just curious. But I, that's what I want to know. What makes him? Because I look at statistics. Because I am a very much a statistics guy, and statistically, he is as average as everybody else. Twenty nine interceptions. You know, like I said, he was flashy. He was. I'm not taking away his talent. I am questioning whether he is Hall of Fame material compared to Gary Barbaro, Everson Walls. Um, like it's like hundred. You know, there's 15 different guys that aren't in the Hall of Fame that probably should be based off of statistics. Now, is it because of the time they played, the teams they played with? I mean, Gary Barbaro played for the Chiefs back when they were shitty in the 80s. Is that why he's not in the Hall of Fame? Because he's got like 50 something interceptions. That's pretty. That's a pretty big number. You know what I mean? And that's in a running, that's in a run heavy offense. That's not in, they, they didn't do passing like they do now. So I just question why he gets in so quick and so early. That's all. I would like to know the criteria of why they're getting in. That's all, I suppose. I don't know. I could be wrong. Just asking. Hey, all I'm doing, like, uh, like, uh, what's his face? Carmen, all I'm doing is asking questions. That's right. I mean, why I is mean, Wendy? I forget the exact thing. Speaking of, I was talking about, you know, football. And football has gotten soft. You know, the whole, you can't crush the quarterback anymore. You can't pancake him, right? You can only push him down. And what you put him, if you push him down after a certain amount of seconds, they call roughing the passer, right? So, speaking of that, speaking of dangerous, dangerous in general. So, I'm going to relate to racing because I can relate to racing. So, I watched this documentary the other night on Jackie Stewart. And he brought safety to racing. Because back then it was bloody. People were dying left and right in Formula One. It was crazy. So this older driver named Sterling Moss was a Formula One champion. He says, I, I think this quote is still relevant to this day. He says, I believe that racing needs an element of danger because to me it's like cooking and not having any salt. The real flavor comes out with the danger. Is that not true of football? True. I want to see someone get decapitated again. I mean, I don't want to see anybody like... Um, oh, I want to see heads rolling, broken <laughs> spines. I like want to see like blitz, blitz like, like, the game. I want to see. I want Daryl Sting. Like, yes. Like Jack Jack Tatum broke that guy's neck. NFL blitz. I want to see. Was it Namath out there that broke his leg? Got his leg broken. No, Namath never broke. That's Thiesman. Who's the Thiesman? I want. I want to see Thiesman get his leg snapped in half again. I saw that. I saw that live. <laughs> How many times did they replay it? They replayed it that a few. They, they, that's back when they were allowed to replay things. Well, I and they would who still it was, and they, they would play the whopper whopper, whopper commercial back then and not even care. Dude. Whopper 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 whopper. I didn't actually know that was that happened. So you, it was dude, like you got to look it up. You've got to look it up. It's hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> got a guy dying on the football field and. <laughs> the, 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 the commercial and it's whopper 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 <laughs> okay speaking of we're moving we're changing so back, a new subject One, two, uh, so three. i'm gonna do 
Um, I have a beef with the woke culture and media. Are you ready for this? So there On the edge is, of my seat. Huh? On the there edge was of a, my seat. All right. So there's a NASCAR driver by the name of Noah Gregson, right? Sure. And he got suspended. Okay, so he got suspended. First, he got suspended by his racing team. Then he got suspended by NASCAR, right? Um, he drove for Legacy Motorsports, and um, he got canceled for liking a meme. Oh, right? I saw this. Uh, yeah. So the meme. <laughs> so the his meme like goes back to May. Okay, and the meme. <laughs> so the meme is a crab at the bottom of the ocean with George Floyd's face on it, and it says "under the knee." So it says "under the knee, under the knee." So he liked the meme on Instagram, right? So this big bad journalist it's to me it's a dick move really is this guy's name is darren daniel mcfadden um he writes he's a reporter for the arkansas democrat gazette and a nascar writer at frontstretch.com so when he posted the article is that even a real website let's be frustrated yeah frustrated yeah it is so his his when he tweeted out the story for frontstretch.com it's titled Dropping the hammer, Noah Gregson's big mistake. That's the name of his article, right? Then he said, Noah Gregson made a big mistake. Now, this is where it pisses me off. I did my due diligence to make sure it was real. My front stretch column on Gregson's deserved deserved suspension. So when he says, he says, when I got a chance last night, because somebody sent it to him in this, uh, like a Slack room, which I had a Slack room when I... I, uh, which is a, it's an app, right? That you trade things. Slack in. is Slack. like, it's basically like group me or something. Right. Exactly. And but I did that. I had that when I, more than I had that when else. I use Slack, when I wrote my articles, my racing articles, right? He says, when I got, so it, somebody shared that to him. So he, that's how he saw it. He saw it. Somebody shared the picture. So he took, so he, he researched that from there. He said, when I got the chance last night, I immediately sent an email to legacy motorsports PR reps. In that email, I made every attempt possible to couch my message and the questions I included in a way that was allowed for the possibility that the screenshot was fabrication. Saturday morning, upon someone else noting that Gregson's current Instagram photo picture was different from the visible one in the screenshot, I sent a follow-up message asking when his photo had been changed. Again, trying to allow the possibility this was a wild goose chase. Now, the thing that pisses me off is... What's he benefiting off of this? But clicks, right? Clicks. Dropping the hammer. This is how it started. Uh, dropping the hammer. Noah Gregson's big mistake. Noah Gregson made an incredible, potentially career-costing mistake. It was a mistake that was made at some point in the last three months, but was four years into making. Here's what happened. Three years ago, you know, then he goes in about George Floyd being murdered, blah, blah, blah. So he, he describes what it was. Now, my question is, as a journalist, if I saw that, if someone presented that to me, I would immediately, immediately find a way to contact that race car driver, meeting Noah Gregson in this case, saying, dude, 
that could really come across wrong in this woke culture. I would strongly suggest you delete this before it goes viral. That's exactly what I would do. As because a racing reporter, all this guy is, is is out for is the clout he has now. So, Gregson, not only has he been suspended by NASCAR, he lost his ride with the team. So, he can't race the rest of the year, which they said that was coming anyway, apparently. But that's not the point. This uh-huh. could potentially be a career ending move. Yeah. And he said he did my, I did. What are you benefiting by doing this? Am, am I wrong in thinking that? As a journalist, I was a journalist. At one point, I was a journalist. There is no way I would write an article and call somebody out like that. I don't care if I liked them or not. That's like me writing a bad word about Scott Dixon just because I don't like Scott Dixon. I would never do that. I would never I'm sabotage I'm sending him an somebody. email right now. Huh? I'm, I'm calling Scott Dixon right now. <laughs> I got yeah, him on I mean, speed dial. You don't even know. If he liked a meme that was questionable... I would say, dude, you need to get off. You need to get your name off of this. Somebody's going to pick up on this, and you're going to be in trouble. That's exactly what I would have done in his case. I wouldn't have written an article about it and got the guy suspended. That guy's on. He was. That's that's a that's a. He's on a. He's on. That's a witch hunt. He's there for clicks, and it's it's clickbait, and he's a terrible person. Is Noah Gregson a racist? No. If 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 it's like this meme with if so, my question is, I, I found a meme that said, I hope you, you have a I hope you have a hammer and nails because this isn't going to hang itself. And it's like a portrait of, of Jeffrey Epstein. Right. <laughs> if a black person likes that, are they racist? Yes. Are they? <laughs> It's like that. It's like the. It's like the joke that I always. I. <laughs> so I said, "Hey, I had a family member die at Auschwitz. He fell out the guard tower." <laughs> See, you just laughed at that. Shut up! No, I didn't. <laughs> you did too. <laughs> Is that racist? Should we laugh at that joke? That's a funny joke. It's just. A, See, people are too. I hate. I hate saying it because it's gonna get be in trouble but people are too sensitive now and they can't take jokes but that joke wasn't even like why what does that pertain to him what does that what has noah gregson what does what does that have to pertain to the writer absolutely nothing other than he's looking for clicks he's looking for attention and boy he got a lot of bad attention but of course, did, you know. did you like the meme I sent you the, the new meme I have to troll people on twitter i have journalism today Yes, <laughs> I've been I've been purposely searching for like dumb, uh, like things on Twitter just to put that on there. I well, think it's hilarious. Even the even the thing somebody said, how can you make fun of? How can you say that? Um, he said he said what he he called Revis one of the top ten defensive backs of all time. I said I can name ten better defensive backs than than Darrell Revis, and I did. <laughs> But, yeah, I, I, I don't know if he's trolling. I don't know what this guy's trying to prove. But to end a guy's career based off of, I mean, he's stupid. Is he stupid? Obviously, the driver's stupid. He probably should. I wouldn't have liked that meme. I would have thought it was funny. When you're in a public have. career like that, you need to exactly. keep an eye on what you're Right, e- exactly. He did make that mistake. But to me, that, that, that uh, reporter 
I think he well, could have done due diligence and just like, contacted I, the driver and said, dude. When I worked for the city, I I did not. People wanted to like add me on Facebook and stuff, and I was like, no. Because I don't want my, me to like something on Twitter or Facebook. And then you turn around and show my boss, and I have to get fired. Right. Even though like, I don't think that would happen with, like... I don't think the bosses wouldn't want to fire me. It would come. It would come from someone higher, because, you know, it's political at that point. I'm just. I'm. I'm tired of people. Like, why would you want to cause somebody their career? And he said, it could be a career ending. He like admitted that that that's because what he gets off to that. Like, why is it? Why is it your job to be the meme police? You know. Well, because he wants to be. A Facebook or a whatever that the Facebook's failed attempt at Twitter is. He wants to be one of their uh, um, censor people. So, oh, did I? T- oh, I told you about this, Chris. But speaking of which, so like, <laughs> so I found uh, a, a I saw a thing on TikTok of Kamala Harris talking about Bob and Doug going to space, right? So I stitched that together with Bob and Doug McKenzie, you know, the guys from Canada, which is Rick Moranis and Dave Thomas. You know, take off, eh, you hoser. You know, those guys. Yeah. And I stitched it together and I put it on my TikTok and I did not get one like on it at all. So I'm wondering if I got censored. Probably. By TikTok. Because I was making fun of Kamala Harris. Probably. So. I'm just tired of the the censoring, the worrying about what people say. I mean, he's a NASCAR driver. Can't we have? Can't they still be? I missed the. You know when NASCAR was NASCAR, great, guys. When NASCAR was great was when they had people with egos. Everyone is a company man now. Oh, you ain't kidding. There's like, no personality. Hardly Jeff any Gordon, personality. Like the the rivalries between some of these drivers, it was legitimately like made the, made it fun. Well, I and think then as so, soon as they started, like, I don't want to say it started, but it was, like, really personified when they, uh, the whole uh, noose thing. No, that was, that was happening before the news. The I know it was happening was, before the news, but I feel was, like that I was, like, that. I called the news as a, you know, I called the news a fake story from, from the second I read about it. I said, that's not real. Um, no, this oh, no. has been going. And like oh, everybody God. came out saying it was like it's been there for years. Like, shut up. Yeah, that's I, I have. That guy's a he's a racist. Bubba Wallace. Well, well, Bubba Wallace hasn't had anything in the news since then. And he tried to come up with something else racist. And it was. Uh, yeah. He didn't get but no, they have. I, I don't think they've had that since probably by the 2000s. I would say once Dale Earnhardt died, you kind of lost the. The, the old school sort of NASCAR where they could. And back then you had sponsors, but you know what? They didn't care. Like they, that's how they got PR. You know, everybody liked, everybody knew the Goodridge car from Dale Earnhardt. Cause he wrecked people and he drove aggressive. And if your guy was in, you know, it, this fake fighting in the pits, that's all bull crap. You know, it's all now it's, it's all, it's, it's baseball brawls. It just hold me back, bro. Hold me, hold me yeah, back. Yeah, it's exactly what it is. It's not. It's not real. It's not legit. Um, but it's all corporate run. It, you know. No. Well, then now the sponsors. I mean, the sponsors ultimately dictated number changing in NASCAR, where the where the number was located, because the number used to be located on the door. Sponsors complained. They wanted bigger 
room for their sponsor name. So the number got moved towards the front of the car, towards the front tire of the car. So that shows you how much sponsor dictates, right? Sponsors are the money, so. I just miss, you know, shoot. Ken Stable used to go out and party all night and come back in at 4 o'clock in the morning and go for, you know, throw for 300 yards at a football game. (laughs) It's like the Attitude Era during WWE. You miss it, but and you know it's never going to come back. Yeah, no, that's gone forever. That was the Attitude Era. What an epic era. Oh, my God, that era was so good. That was Can't Miss TV. Oh, speaking of, so check this shit out, right? So I was just watching this TikTok. So speaking of TV and and cord cutters and Netflix and how this is how shitty companies are. And Disney is one of them. Are you ready for this? Sure. So, okay, so this was a, a guy. It was on a Disney show. I forget what show he was on. So according to Disney, they pay you 88% of scale for the first three seasons you're on a show, right? So this could be Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. It could be Hannah Montana. Anything, right? So for the first three, after after season three, you get 100% scale, right? Does that make sense? You got the math Three here? seasons you're on the show or three seasons that the show's running? The first three seasons, you get 80, you're paid 88%. If you're the lead actor, like let's say um, Lily from Hannah Montana. What's her name? Emily Osment. So for the first three seasons of Hannah Montana, she was to be paid 88% of the scale pay, right? Yeah. For the industry scale pay. After that, once season four kicks in, she should get 100% of scale, right? Well, after season three, Disney renames the show. So they don't have to pay 100%. What show was it? So you had, so you have uh, Sweet Life with, think about this. So you have Sweet Life with Zach and Cody, right? For season four, it became Sweet Life on deck. Oh, because it's, it, they went on a cruise ship. Right. Or, Hannah so Montana in season four went to High Hannah Montana forever for season four. That way they, and then they cannot renegotiate those contracts. So Disney doesn't have to pay 100% scale to their actors. They rename the show. So I wonder what Mandalorian's going to get named. Because Mandalorian's (laughs) on the third season now. Uh, Didn't they already have a season three? I thought this was season three. I can't keep track. I I don't remember. I thought this was season three. I just thought that was kind of, I mean. and I don't know who this actor was. I don't know what show he was on. He's like, those lawyers at the mouse house really know what they're doing. But I, that just, that blew my mind. And I was, that's why they change. And if you think about it, that does, that makes sense. That's why they change names of, of shows like that. So it's like anything. And then I saw another guy. He was talking about Netflix. And he said Netflix ruined the, the whole, Netflix has ruined the television industry. Because they set the precedence for television. Like, let's cut the cord. They start making their own shows, right? So everybody's making their own uh, streaming service, right? Every channel, right? History Channel, 
Uh, A&E has a streaming service too, don't they? Yeah. Um, a lot Disco- of them are combining, though. So, no. Right. Well, Discovery Channel. Think about it. Discovery Channel has the app, right? So Not anymore. how many? Right. No, they don't. But how many hit shows did Discovery Channel have? Tons ton. of them, right? Tons of them. So what was wrong? Everybody, and you know what? Everybody was cool that they were on cable because everybody had cable TV or direct TV, right? Essentially, the, 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 the TV stations, the people that went from, from watching, having their shows on TV to putting their shows on apps, Ghost Hunters is on Discovery app or was, uh, they started putting them on TV again. Uh, Josh Gates' show, Restaurant Impossible. Um, they found out the hard way it didn't work. So now these shows are going away. Well, some of them are. But there was nothing wrong with cable. And everybody's like, well, cut the cord. You're, you don't not cut the cord. If you, how, many have, if, how many people have Xfinity Internet? You're not cutting the cord. You're still paying Xfinity for TV. Yeah, I still pay Xfinity for my Internet. And then on top of that, then I have um, a bunch of uh, apps. Apps. Which, which all of that stuff, think about it, all of that stuff was on your cable box at one point, mm-hmm. right? Now, Xfinity could have done something where they could have put movies on demand, and they started doing that, you know, like HBO or whatever, instead of having HBO make their own app, or Discovery having their own app, or you pay extra for A&E Plus or whatever. So essentially, Netflix is the one that ruined it for the whole industry, the whole television industry. Because you're still paying a lot of money for cable, for, for internet from a cable company. Then you've got all these apps. I mean, people are paying for different apps, Chris. Not just, you know, they've well, got HBO. They've we got do a Google, lot of sharing. Like, you have HBO. I have Paramount. It's funny um, how they did that. And then and then Netflix was the first one to say you can't share your account. That I love how Netflix says you can't share your account. Every time they post something, I put a little pirate flag on their uh, thing. Because I'm just going to watch it how i want right exactly and i can watch it how i want right yep so so there was really i mean honestly what was wrong with cable television everything was on there you had dvr you could you could record what you wanted it wasn't on demand on demand i couldn't you know i want to watch star trek the original series episode but that's five. the thing you could have done that though you but not everything was that. on on demand no but it is through other apps, free apps that I can watch stuff. That's, you know, I watched game of Thrones the last three seasons of game of Thrones. I didn't have HBO. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? There was nothing wrong with cable. There was nothing wrong with the cable with, with, there was nothing wrong with cable to begin with. Other than it, it wasn't, do we really need everything at our fingertips? Is it that, is it, if life is life so bad that you can't have it at your fingertips? I mean, to me, there was something about a, a two-part series. You know, I could be watching Miami Vice or Hunter or Happy Days, and part one was over, and you had to wait a whole week for part two. I mean, Game of Thrones did it, right? Yeah. But it was on HBO at that time. It wasn't on. There was no HBO app. That was just an app with, you know, you didn't get the you didn't get to show any different. They're still doing that where you have to wait a week for a television show to come on the next episode. There was nothing wrong with cable television. I just, all these people got greedy. 
Then they got so greedy they quit paying actors. Now there's no con new non new content coming out. Well, I hope all these people go bankrupt. I not that. I, I hope all these companies start seeing it in their bottom line, but they're not because the only way they're going to see it in their bottom line is people canceling their streaming platform. But who's going to cancel their streaming platform? Their their uh, Netflix or whatever. Well, Disney's losing streamers left and right. Well, Disney's losing money because they bank too much on Marvel shows, and Marvel shows no one's watching Marvel shows. Right. Well, I mean that's true too. But I just. I, I I and I and I I still have cable and I like cable because I can flip around and I can find one. I'm watching The Office right now, so I'll flip around. Hey, Big Bang Theory's on. I think I watched. That is, that is oh. one thing I miss about. Um, sorry, yawning. That is one thing I miss about cable is you know, I'll watch. Say say, Riddick. Mikey was talking about Riddick. Say Riddick was on TV. The the first Riddick, Pitch Black. Yeah, I, I might watch it. I'll sit down and watch that movie. But Saturday? I'm not gonna go load up HBO right now and watch Riddick. Well, and that was the beauty. So, like, um, Saturday though, there was a the IndyCar's raced in Nashville this past weekend, right? So Saturday there was a, a practice session and then qualified. So I watched uh, Back to the Future was on and AMC Network. All three of them. They had them all three back to back to back. So I would turn them on. Hey, look, I can watch this for an hour until IndyCar qualifying comes on. You know what I mean? It's nice. It's nice to be able to flip around. Oh, hey, this one. Oh, there's a game on. I think I'll watch this game. You know? I don't have to know what app it's on. That is one thing I miss because I don't pay for ESPN or I don't have any access to like ESPN or like Fox Sports. So I really don't get much like sports. Dude, Arch Manning is freshman at texas this year i know i cannot wait that's coming up soon i'm gonna be watching that I, i've told everybody my fever dream colts are gonna draft uh harrison's son next year and <laughs> then we're gonna manning. draft arch manning <laughs> that is my that is my fever dream but we're gonna lose our edge because you know they're not kind of they don't want to pay him yeah, well, let's be honest. Tom, he would be too old by then. Taylor would be too old by by the time we got hard. That is true. Yeah, that's another four years. He, to get Arch he's got another two, three years Max, left. I yeah. think. No, no offense to him. Like I, I'm, no. I'm on, I'm on both sides. I'm on his side for getting the. He, he deserves to get the money. And then but, I am on the the team side of the statistics of after so many hits, running backs fall off. Like there's no. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Like, running backs fall off after a certain time. Yeah, they do. I agree. They fall off quicker than a lot of other... Um, like, they're they're probably the best players coming into the league. Like, if you were to take every every position, running back is probably the safest to draft. But how many... You only got, what, four, maybe five years with them before they're they're done? And that's the crazy part, because, like, it's not even, like, a running back offense anymore i mean you think of people like earl campbell walter payton emmett smith and um frank gore i mean those guys played forever they they lost a little bit in their step here and there but they were still good court running backs you know what i mean it's because they actually practiced they kept their body fresh you know that's probably true i you know i i bet there is something to the you know rest time not practice not getting hit all the time but also there is something to it that your body gets used to it well, you know, think, I mean, think about it. Like, conditioning was not a huge thing back 
in the day. You know what I mean? There yeah. were a lot of soft guys. Yeah, they're just, ripping cigs and drinking uh, uh, beers on the side. There's that picture of Lynn Dawson, right? The quarterback for the Chiefs, smoking a cigarette at halftime. Yeah, I mean, legendary. Which, which you know, probably ninety percent of the guys in the NFL smoke pot anyway. We know that. So, um, but that's not the same thing as a regular cigarette. It probably slows them down if they do it on you know. And I mean, is that a, is that a factor? They're not even tested for marijuana anymore. Does that affect a player? I don't know. I mean. Right? It's a relaxing thing, right? They talk about marijuana messing with your mental state. And they ain't buying crap stuff either. Them guys are paying in bank for, for good stuff. That's good kush. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. Not to I, change the subject drastically, but let's, before we run out of time. Mikey's not even here. I didn't realize it. Yeah, he had to go mow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I forgot. We got just... We're at like the one hour mark. Let's talk a little bit about Kung Fury. Okay, yeah, we can. T- I don't want to talk about another movie real quick that I watched, and I'll let you. We can talk about it here, but I talk, right, talk about Kung Fury first. Do you want me to talk about my movie first? Yeah, talk about your movie first. Okay, because so I watched this because you know how much I love old movies. So I checked out Torpedo Run, which uh, with Glenn Ford and Ernest Borgnine came out in 1958, and essentially they have to the the, the submarine commander who's Glenn Ford has to blow up a Japanese ship full of prisoners because they're taking other ships out, Japanese ships out of the Harbor at the same time. So he's got to play. So it's not a horrible, horrible, it's got a lot of people in it. It's a Ernest Borgnine's in it. Um, like I said, there are a lot of old in names that not Dean many Jones is in it. Dean Jones of every Disney movie in the late sixties was in it. LQ Jones, which he just did every TV show known to man was in it. Um, but it's not a horrible, horrible movie. I think they were trying to work on the, like, make it intense, you know, like kind of like uncut gems. Yeah. You're on the edge of your seat the whole time. That's not the case. <laughs> and it looked like um, uh, the uh, special effects were done by Billy in the bathtub. You know, it looked like Billy. Billy in the bathtub. I it looked like that. Billy got a hold of the of the whole movie camera and made uh, a war picture in the bathtub. That's what it looked like. Um, it's just it it bombed at the box office. Actually, I watched it on HBO Max. Um, it lost a hundred and fifty thousand dollars, which is like two million dollars in today's movies. But I think they'd probably make it back in streaming. But it lost one hundred ninety five thousand dollars. For MGM Studios back in 1958. That's a lot. That's a lot of money back then. You know, a lot of money went further back then than it does now. So it's not good. It's just not. It's okay. I mean, I didn't feel like I wasted my time. But, I, I you know, they talked about how it was supposed to keep you on the edge of your seat. And uh, it's it did. It, it. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right. It's not bad. Oh yeah, it's called. This is the this is the the poster. Glenn Ford, Ernest Borgnine, the greatest submarine picture of them all. Torpedo Run. It, it was probably the first uh, one. Yeah, it came out in '58, so it's kind of neat. I, I like watching those old pictures, you know. But uh, that was Torpedo Run. Check it out, HBO Max. It's on. That's where I watched it. I just, I wouldn't recommend it unless you want to, you know, hey, I'll check it out. 
it's something to watch. Right. Somewhere out there in the path of peril is the woman that one of these brave men loves. Because the captain's family were in the Philippines, and the Philippines got attacked. So it was possible that his wife and child were on this boat if they didn't make it, if they didn't escape to the mountains. That was the, that was the kicker. So if you blew up the ship, <laughs> just blow it up. It's called, you know, it's, what, what's, was it, what is it, collateral damage? They just become, yeah. they just become collateral damage is all. But let's move into the new blockbuster that we enjoyed, even though it's only so, 30 minutes long. I could have went another hour with the show. They're making a second one, by the way. It comes out next year. Hell yeah. So Kung Fury was a movie that was. Where did you find this? It was kickstarted back in like 2013. It was like when Kickstarter was actually like. Yeah, but big. how did you find this movie? I gave it like 20 bucks. I kickstarted it. Oh, you kickstarted it? Are yeah, you gave, kidding me? No, I, I gave them a very, I didn't give them much because I was a broke college student, but I, you didn't I gave tell them like me that you kickstarted this. Yeah, I kind of forgot. I, I uh, Loki, I forgot about it until like, I don't know what made me think about it. But Is your I, name I just, in the credits? No, I didn't kickstart enough. Oh. <laughs> um, but no, I it, can't believe you kickstarted this. That's that makes them, that makes this more awesome of a story. It's a, it's so it's a movie. It's, Written and directed by and, and starred David Sandberg. Wait you know a second. Hold on. I want to go back to the Kickstarter thing. How did you even know this Kickstarter ex- even existed? Um, I think it was. So there's a podcast I used to watch back in the day called the TGS podcast, and I forget what they changed their name to, but it had a rest in peace, the late great Total Biscuit. Um. Or, uh, crap, I can't think of his first name all of a sudden. Total Biscuit. Oh, what, what's his first name? I'm so sorry. I'm blanking on his first name. John Bain. John Bain, Total Biscuit, was... He is one of the first YouTubers I started watching. He's like... he's a, like He used to be a big video game reviewer. And uh-huh. he, he wasn't like, you know... He, he never took money for his reviews. If he, He'd tell you the good and he'd tell you the bad. And he's let you decide. Um, he was very right. He was very honest in his reviews. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Uh-huh. He had a podcast with two two other YouTubers and streamers, um, and they talked about it. And that's how I found out about it because there was a trailer. They showed it on their podcast. They 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 were one of the first podcasts to go live on like Twitch or YouTube, and that's when I would watch them. I'd watch them while at school or at home working on something. It could be the new Tommy Wiseau. Um, but it was it was kickstarted, and I think it made like I forget how much it made. It made more than it asked for by like by like tons of magnitude. Did it? Yeah. Hold on, let me let me look it up. The budget was six hundred thousand dollars. I'm looking it up how much it made off of Kickstarter. Oh yeah, they only asked for two hundred thousand, but they got six hundred thirty thousand dollars. But that was also back in the day when Kickstarter wasn't that big. This was like at the beginning of Kickstarter, so it, it was so that was a lot of you know that was a you're, lot. You're you're one of seventeen thousand seven hundred thirteen backers, Chris. 
Yeah, I did like I think I only did like the five dollar back. The names on the papers on the wall of the police station at the eight oh four mark are Kickstarter backers. So yep. that could be you. Maybe I might be back there. Dude, this is have you read the trivia to this? As no. Sandberg could only afford one police uniform, he filmed the police precinct scene by shooting each extra separately and compositing them in a scene. You know what? That is like that is like thinking outside the box. I mean, you guys, you gotta do what you gotta do, right? Yeah. So basically, the movie <laughs> is about a kung fu kung fu cop with arcade robots, dinosaurs, Nazis, Vikings, Norse gar- <laughs> gods <laughs> in an '80s style like techno uh, movie. He's got, uh, and it's got the Hoff. The Hoff the, uh, sings the uh, the main theme. He's got a he's got a face. Uh, during an unfortunate series of events, a friend of Kung Fury is assassinated by the most dangerous Kung Fu master criminal of all time. Who is that, Chris? The Kung Fuhrer. Kung Fuhrer Adolf Hitler. <laughs> that whole scene where they're, <laughs> where they're in the room where he's just picking off people with a gun. Through the phone. Hello, is this oh, the police? Oh, God, that was awful. <laughs> the bullets were coming through the phone at the desk. You know, when the Kung Fuhrer had that gun in his uh, his vest, his, his pedestal. Oh, yeah, yeah, that was hilarious. Was like a Bugs Bunny cartoon. <laughs> and I love it. So it's supposed to be Miami. That didn't even look like Miami. Like I don't know what where that was, but that wasn't Miami. And that then the, was across the, the road. Miami, the, the police in Miami don't wear those police uniforms. That looked like the police uniform of every cop in every music video in the 1980s. Is what that looked like. If there was a dancing cop in a music video in the 1980s, that's the uniform they were wearing. And what was the Triceratops? The, partner i don't know just it just a thing it was all over the place then you had a time traveling by hackerman or hacker man hacker man i use that meme all the time of him standing there with hacker man anytime i do something (laughs) i'm like hacker man (laughs) that's been a meme of mine since 2015 and not a lot of people get it where's a leather jacket in miami Uh uh-huh I'm going to hack you back in time. Yeah, you hacked me back in time. But he went too far back. And then we're like Vikings riding dinosaurs. (laughs) Laser raptors? Those went extinct uh, thousands of years ago. Oh, that explains it. We're in Norse times. Uh, It's the campiest. uh, And where did they get the gun? The Viking chick. Where did she get the gun from? Well, obviously from Thor's awesome pecs. (laughs) <laughs> oh man, that movie was all over the place. I'm convinced, Chris. I'm convinced with the stuff that's out there. I'm convinced we can make a movie. And you know what? It doesn't have to be that long. That movie was 30 minutes long. Yeah. Well, I t- I do. I have a script somewhere. I think it's on my my uh, my my terabyte drive. Of I oh. I wrote a, a a story idea out for a uh, for a Hallmark Christmas movie. Did an AI write it? No, I wrote it. Okay. 
I did about so, six years ago. We were going to make it, but um, you know, Derek got hired at Chrysler, so it never happened. Ah, and then I got sense. divorced and lost my co-star. So, well, we can find you a new co-star. Like there was only like five people in it, and like because like my car, I came home. I I, I lived in Indianapolis, but I came to Kokomo um, oh, at Christmas time because my dad passed away. So I was going to clean his house out, basically. Right? That's the premise of the story. And while um, I stop at the Cone Palace to eat, but then my car breaks down. And because it's Christmas time and I have a foreign car, the park can't come in for like two or three weeks because of the holiday. And it has to come from Japan or whatever because they don't make the part here in America. So the mechanic, the guy who tows my truck is the or my car is the mechanic. Then he is also at the Christmas tree farm selling Christmas trees. Then he is the plumber because the house has plumbing issues. Then he's the pizza delivery guy who delivers. <laughs> like he, it's the same guy for every scene. I thought that was kind of funny, actually. And so, then I, uh, had, I had me and my my love interest was somebody that I went to school with. Um, she saves me at the Cone Palace with my broke down car and we hang out at Christmas time. And then my car magically, the park comes in right on Christmas Eve. And we were supposed to spend time on Christmas Eve, but I have to get back to Indianapolis. So I leave and she's all sad because I didn't spend Christmas with her. But guess what, Chris? Hmm. There's a knock on the door. Oh. oh no. Who is the knock on the door? Who is it? Derek. No, it's me because I didn't go to Indianapolis. Because I fell in love with her over the Christmas holiday with my broke down car. At it Christmas sounds like time. you just had copy paste on all the uh, on every uh, Hallmark movie. Every Hallmark movie is copy and paste. I just made my own movie. Um. So before we before we head out, I want to tell you who's who are the actors in in Kung Fury Two. This is how well this movie did that they could do this. So they have Arnold Schwarzenegger. As the president. Then they got Michael Fassbender as Colt Magnum. This is the second one? Yeah. Well, they got a bigger budget. And then reprising his role, David Hasselhoff is playing the Hoff Hoff 9000. Dude, I'm telling you, even if if we make enough money, we could probably get the Hoff. Yeah, he'll do anything. If you give him a singing role, I bet he gives you a discount. We could do that. He could be the lounge singer at the coffee shop where we get $8 coffee while we're walking in the shopping plaza and it's snowing outside. Or it's just cold outside. Of my Hallmark movie. I wish I had, I wish we had enough friends, Chris, where we could do this. I really do. I do too. Well, we could just have like one person. We could have Mikey play like 15 different people. Yeah, but I need a love interest. It's my movie. I can do what I want. Uh, Tim. <laughs> You, you fall in love over the Cowboys. You be my Cowboys. bitch, right? <laughs> At first, you fight because you're not a Cowboys fan. But then... <laughs> it's like Spaceballs. I hate you, I hate you, I hate you. But yet, yeah, I find you strangely attractive. <laughs> All right. We got to stop it now. Thank you for listening. With, the, with dark helmets, playing with his dolls, you know. <laughs> Thank you for listening to another episode of Virgin Earth Podcast.
<laughs> you can catch us at Hoosier Nerds on Facebook, Pod Nerds on Twitter, uh, YouTube. You can watch and listen to us, or you can catch us at your favorite podcasting sites iTunes, TuneIn, Spotify, and Amazon. Right, and look for our Hoosier Nerd sponsored Hallmark Christmas movie coming soon to us. What's the name? Is it going to be. Uh... It's putting the Chris back in Christmas because oh he hates God. Christmas. You Let's shut stop up. Stop it there. No.